Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Good evening and thank you for joining us on this busy Thursday night. We're going to begin tonight with several developing stories that impact America's national security, including our exclusive interview with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, who we spoke with earlier today. We asked him about the ongoing negotiations with Hamas on the release of hostages in exchange for a temporary ceasefire, while Israel is facing tough questions from around the world about the conduct of the war. Tonight, he answers those questions. Also today, the Israeli military says it found tunnels dug beneath Gaza's Al-Shifa hospital and released video of its discovery. We also speak with America's top diplomat, Secretary of State Antony Blinken, about that historic summit between President Biden and China's President Xi Jinping. The new deal now to crack down on the chemicals that make fentanyl, the drug that has caused so much pain and heartbreak here in America. With all the biggest developments tonight, we're going to start with CBS's Deborah Pata in East Jerusalem. With every bomb, every strike, families of the more than 200 hostages abducted by Hamas on October 7th are reminded that nearly six weeks on, their loved ones are still being held in Gaza. Tonight, more agony. The body of 65-year-old grandmother Yehudit Weiss, abducted last month, found in a building near Al-Shifa Hospital. The Israeli military continues to search that hospital where today it found more proof, it says, that Hamas was using this as a command center, including a tunnel shaft and a vehicle with weapons. As you can see, they were very well prepared and where they're hiding all of this equipment is in a hospital, a place that's supposed to be for humanitarian aid. Al-Shifa can no longer receive new patients 
And so they flee in their thousands, streaming southwards, setting up temporary shelter, only to be told today by Israeli soldiers that they must evacuate again. But if they stay, they risk becoming part of the soaring death toll, which the Hamas-run health ministry puts at around 11,500. That is one out of every 200 Palestinian. It's not about the numbers. It's about eliminating evil. And CBS News has learned that Israel is considering a deal that would see Hamas release some women and children in exchange for a three to five day ceasefire and possibly some Palestinian women and children, Nora, being held in Israeli prisons. Deborah Pata, thank you. We turn now to our exclusive interview with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu about those hostage negotiations and Israel's long-term plan for the Gaza Strip. Mr. Prime Minister, thank you for being here on the CBS Evening News. Thank you. CBS News has learned that there is a deal on the table to free hostages in exchange for a three to five day ceasefire. How close are you to bringing some of the hostages home? Well, we're closer than we were before we began the ground action because the ground action has put pressure on, uh, on Hamas to uh, uh, achieve a ceasefire. We'll have a temporary ceasefire if we can get our hostages back. I don't think it serves that purpose for me to uh, elaborate further on that. We're doing every effort. It's part of our, uh, you know, our three war, uh, war goals. One, to destroy Hamas. Second, to bring back our hostages uh, to Israel. And third, to ensure that that threat, that terrorist threat, never arises again from Gaza, and that Gaza has a different future, better for us, uh, for the Palestinians, and for the entire Middle East. So bringing back the hostages is an integral part of our war goals, and we're doing everything we can to achieve it. But to be clear, are you considering a limited ceasefire? I said that we would have a temporary ceasefire only if we have our hostages back. And I haven't changed what I said. And would Israel agree to release Palestinian prisoners in exchange for hostages? Uh, Nora, I don't think it helps. <laughs> you can ask me, and that's your job. You're a journalist, uh, and you should inquire. But I think there are certain things that we, uh, uh, we're holding uh, uh, as confidential until we have something to tell. And when... When we do, if we do, you and the entire world would know about it, including the hostage families. This is the first chance to hear from you since the targeted raid on Al-Shifa Hospital. If Hamas is using a hospital as a command center, that is a war crime. Do you have concrete evidence? Of course. First of all, we, uh, we had concrete evidence that there were terrorist chieftains and terrorists, there are terrorist minions in the hospital. And in fact, they fled. As our forces approached, they fled. That's why we had no firefight. We entered that hospital with Arabic-speaking Israeli doctors, with incubators, and we had no firefight. But Hamas was using the patients in that hospital as a human shield. And on level minus two, we found a command and control center, military communications, coded equipment. We found bombs. We found uh, weapons. And we also found terror tunnels in the hospital compound. Now, we're doing this very gingerly because we're, we're trying to do the moral thing, the right thing, to deprive Hamas of having this safe zone in a hospital 
but at the same time to neutralize it, its use as a command center for terrorists. And so far we've achieved it. I'm glad to say that we've been able to do that. We talked to the hospital administration. We told them we're coming in. Make sure that no one is there, no one is hurt. Uh, and so far we've achieved that. And I hope we'll continue to achieve that as we finish the job. Where are the hostages being held? Do you know? We had strong indications that they were held in the Shifa hospital, which is one of the reasons we uh, entered the hospital. Uh, if they were, they were taken out. We have intelligence about the hostages. But again, uh, as to your first question, I think the less I say about it, the better. Mr. Prime Minister, you've noted that one goal of the war is to de-radicalize Gaza. But does the violence and the killing of thousands of innocent civilians fuel a future generation of hatred? First of all, any civilian death is a tragedy. And that we shouldn't have any because we're doing everything we can to get the civilians out of harm's way while Hamas is doing everything to keep them in harm's way. So we send leaflets, we call them. We call them on their cell phones and we say, leave. And many have left, but Hamas tried to stop them at gunpoint and fired at the safe corridors that we provided for the Palestinians. So they don't give a hoot about the Palestinians. They think they're safe and, and the underground is messianic, theological, mad cult that is fighting below. And they're saying that, you know, damn the Palestinians above. We don't say that. We do everything we can to have them leave. Uh, that's what we're doing. The other thing that uh, I can say is that we'll try to finish that job with minimal civilian casualties. That's what we're trying to do. Minimal civilian casualties. But unfortunately, we're not successful. I'll give you the, you know, I'll give you a parallel because the, the German. Mr. Prime Minister, I know we don't have much time, so I do want to ask you about the future of Gaza. President right. Biden has made it clear to you that it would be a big mistake to occupy Gaza. Do you disagree with President Biden? We want overall military responsibility to prevent the reemergence of terror. We're not seeking to occupy. That's not our goal. But our goal is to make sure that what happens there is different. To do that, we have to demilitarize Gaza and we have to de-radicalize Gaza, just as you had to uh, have a different future. You know, after the, the conquest of Germany, uh, you de-radicalized, denazified Germany. After the conquest of Japan, you uh, made sure that the uh, aggressive policies of Imperial Japan are, are different. There was a cultural change. We need a cultural change here. We can't have a civilian administration enter Gaza that will not fight terrorists, that is committed to funding terrorists as opposed to fighting terrorists, that uses pay for slay, that teaches its children the way Hamas teaches its children. Are you, Israel has to be dissolved. You, that can't work. We can't you, go back to failed strategies. There has to be a different regime and a different future for Israelis and Palestinians alike. That's what will give hope to the Palestinians. We liberate them from Hamas, liberate them from this tyranny. Give them a real future, and that requires the destruction of Hamas. And move forward on a two-state solution. And move forward to make sure you don't have a terrorist state. Make sure that you don't have a state that teaches its children that you have to destroy Israel. And I say, let the Palestinians have all the powers to govern themselves, but none of the powers to threaten Israel. And that means not only make sure, making sure that Gaza is demilitarized, but also that Gaza is de-radicalized. And if you ask me, we need a different, different civilian leadership than the one that has been offered to the Palestinians today. Mr. Prime Minister, President Biden also says that extremist settlers attacking Palestinians in the West Bank is pouring gasoline on fire. 
Will you hold those settlers in the West Bank accountable for violence? We hold anyone taking the law into their own hands or committing vigilante violence. That is out. We cannot accept that. I mean, that is, I've said that in Hebrew, I've said that in English, I've said that in broadcast, and I'm saying it to you again. I think people, I've said that to uh, the community leaders in Judea and Samaria. Uh, and by the way, they agree with me because 99.9% of the settler community are law-abiding, solid citizens. They, uh, they pay their taxes, they serve in the army. These are families that are law-abiding families. You have a tiny fraction, and most of them come are teenagers that actually come outside, outside of uh, Judea Samaria, and they should be held accountable. But I wouldn't make a false symmetry between the hundreds and hundreds of terrorist attacks, including today, including just today, right at the outskirts of Jerusalem, of the Hamas sympathizers and terrorists who come and shoot people, uh, you know, innocent people. And we, we take care to fight against them. So the, the degree of, uh, uh, of this extremist violence is tiny, but even a tiny amount is unacceptable to us. That's the difference. And you know how it's tested? Nora, this is it. This is the big one. I condemn these actions, but the Palestinian leadership the Palestinian Authority leadership today, President Abbas, 40 days into this horror, the worst horrors perpetrated on Jews since the Holocaust, the rape and murder of women, the slaughter of children in front of their parents and parents in front of their children, the burning of babies, the beheading of women, he has yet to condemn it. I condemn any kind of violence that is perpetrated, any kind of uh, extremist violence. He not only does not condemn it, but his officials laud it. That's the difference. There is no symmetry between Israel and its foes. Mr. Prime Minister, I understand our time is up. I hope you will join us again on CBS. Thank you. Thank you, Nora. Appreciate it. President Biden spoke to CEOs and posed for a class photo with world leaders today at the Asia-Pacific Economic Summit in San Francisco. This follows his high-stakes meeting on Wednesday with Chinese leader Xi Jinping. Xi pledged to crack down on the production of fentanyl ingredients and to restore military communications with the U.S. For more on the historic summit, Secretary of State Antony Blinken joins us from San Francisco. Secretary Blinken, thank you for joining us on this busy day. We appreciate it. Good to be with you, Nora. Thanks. You attended the meeting with Chinese President Xi Jinping. And after the summit, President Xi said China is ready to be a partner and friend of the United States. Do you see China as a partner and friend of the U.S.? Nora, this is one of the most consequential relationships we have, one of the most consequential relationships between any two countries in the world. And we have an obligation to try to responsibly manage that relationship. Yesterday, we agreed that our militaries would start talking again uh, at the most senior levels and at the operational level. And this is a very important way of trying to avoid a miscalculation, a mistake that could lead to conflict. Second, in terms of actually making a difference in the lives of the American people, um, the number one killer of Americans aged 18 to 49 is fentanyl. Not car accidents, not guns, not cancer, it's fentanyl. And what's happened is the chemical precursors, the, the ingredients used to make fentanyl have been coming from China, going to the Western Hemisphere, turned into fentanyl, and coming into the United States. We now have an agreement with China to take concrete action uh, against the, the companies that are engaged in this practice. Well, how can we trust that China is going to carry through with that crackdown on those chemicals that are sent to Mexico that then are turned into fentanyl? As the president said yesterday, trust but verify. Um, and that's what we're doing. 
Secretary Blinken, when President Biden called President Xi a dictator last night, there were cameras on you and you looked visibly uncomfortable. China today called that wrong and irresponsible. What was going through your mind and is that the position of the U.S. government? Well, it's not exactly a secret that we have two very different systems. And the president always speaks candidly and uh, he speaks for all of us. Uh, Look, it's clear that um, we will continue to say things and continue to do things that China doesn't like, just as I assume that they will continue to do and say things that we don't like. But what's so important about the meeting yesterday, about all the work we've been doing over the last six months to make sure that we're engaged diplomatically with them, is precisely to make sure that for the things that really matter, uh, pursuing this competition in a way that doesn't become conflict, uh, managing our differences, and also looking for areas of cooperation. Mr. Secretary, thank you. Thanks. And the other thing we learned from the meeting is the pandas may be coming back to the United States. All right, moving on to the day's other top stories, a scathing report on Congressman George Santos and the verdict for the man who attacked Nancy Pelosi's husband with a hammer. Have you ever covered a carpet stain with a rug? Ignored a leaky faucet? Pretended your half-painted living room is supposed to look like that? Well, you're not alone. We've all got unfinished home projects, but there's an easier way. When you download Thumbtack, it's easier to care for your home from top to bottom. Pull out your phone and in just a few steps, you can search, chat, and book highly rated pros right in your neighborhood. Plus, you'll know what to tackle next because Thumbtack is the app that shows you what to do, who to hire, and when. So say goodbye to all those unfinished home projects and say hello to caring for your home the easier way. Download Thumbtack and start a project today. Looking to instantly upgrade your Mother's Day gift from typical to meaningful? Shop Etsy. Get up to 30% off well-crafted and personalized gifts from participating shops until May 12th. This year, embrace your creative side. You know, the side your mom gave you? And shop Etsy for custom jewelry, style pieces, home decor, and extra special items she'll adore. Need something original and affordable for Mother's Day? Etsy has it. Shop until May 12th for up to 30% off gifts for mom. Terms apply. Tonight, a blistering report from the House Ethics Committee on New York Congressman George Santos is reviving efforts to remove him from Congress. The committee, led by a fellow Republican, says there is clear evidence that Santos blatantly stole from his campaign and deceived donors and referred its findings to federal prosecutors. Santos is still refusing to step down, but now says he won't run for re-election next year. A federal jury in San Francisco today found David DePap guilty of attempting to kidnap former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and attacking her husband with a hammer. The 43-year-old Canadian national says he was fueled by right-wing conspiracy theories when he smashed his way into the Pelosi's home. He now faces up to 50 years in prison in addition to another trial on state charges. Eye on America is next with a job training program that mines for new careers in coal country. The recent boom in renewable energy has come at the expense of the coal industry, which has lost half its jobs in the last 10 years. In tonight's Eye on America, CBS's Mark Strassman reports on a training program that restores both land and labor. In West Virginia's haulers, deep in Appalachia, Jobless coal miners now find a seam of hope. 
I didn't, wasn't 100% sure what I was going to do. A mine laid off James Dameron two years ago. I didn't know I didn't want to go back in the deep mines. Instead, Dameron found Coalfield Development and its incoming CEO, Jacob Israel Hanna. Hope is only as good as what it means to put food on the table. The program's a community-based nonprofit, teaching a dozen job skills and personal ones. Construction, agriculture, solar installation. They're going through this process here. for the Someone can get paid up to three years to learn all of them. That's a good deal. We want to make sure that you have all the tools in your toolkit to know when you do interview with an employer, here's the things that you lay out that you've learned. It's working. Training more than 2,500 people, creating 800 new jobs and 72 new businesses. A program delivering with roughly $20 million in federal grants. Instead of waiting around for something to happen, we're trying to generate our own hope. Well, this isn't pie in the sky, this is nitty gritty. Meeting real needs where they're at. Stephen Spry is a grad. He's helping reclaim an abandoned strip mine, turning throwaway land into lush land. Now I've kind of got a career out of just, I can weld, I can farm, I can run excavators. You can always find a, a job doing something. Yeah, absolutely. With a program, James Dameron now works only above ground. That was a big part of my identity, was being a coal miner. And leaving that, like, I kind of had to find myself again, I guess. And now you have. I absolutely have. Appalachia is mining something new, options. For Eye on America, Mark Strassman, Mingo County, West Virginia. What a great organization. We'll be right back. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Finally tonight, the World Health Organization just declared loneliness a global health threat. And for our next episode of Person to Person, we sat down with Harvard professor Arthur Brooks. He just wrote a book with Oprah Winfrey about the art and science of getting happier. We asked him about self-care in the journey to happiness. The whole idea that I'm going to find happiness if I focus entirely on myself is completely misguided. That is the, the short road to true misery because only lo to love and be loved is going to give you the happiness that you seek and only other care will actually bring that to you. Love is the answer and you can hear more of our conversation about happiness and what it's like working with Oprah. That's tonight on Person to Person. And that's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. 
Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. If you enjoy tuning in to the CBS Evening News, there are official T-shirts, hats, mugs, and more available for purchase at ParamountShop.com. These products are perfect for any fan of Evening News, and you can take 20% off with code EVENING20. That's 20% off all CBS Evening News products with code EVENING20 at ParamountShop.com.